0: Spidey senses
1: tingling. Earth. Really big show. This man's artist podcasting. He's about to paint his masterpiece. He's slim. This is the Paper Keg Podcast, episode one sixty-eight. Welcome to
0: the show. Possibly the biggest show we've ever done in show history, hands down. We we just looked at the numbers; it's big. Mm. People tuning in. Christopher Walken impression, big. Uh, welcome to the Paper Cake Podcast. We talk about comic books, books we're reading, and a book club. Special book club this week. Swamp Thing, New 52, Scott Snyder.
1: Next
0: clap Clap for
2: killers? Give it up for gangsters.
0: Christopher Walken is not here. Spoilers. That was one of our remaining living hosts. He's a writer. He's he's got a clean bill of health from his doctor, possibly Dr. Nick from the Simpsons. He's in Leo Spichemin. <laughs> Spichemin He's he's in peak physical condition, he's fit as a fiddle.
1: Jonesy loves beer. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we survived Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, It was dicey for a while uh, In the most dangerous city in America But we got through it because of the power of friendship
0: Or did we?
2: The power of friendship and Jonesy making us eat our dinners From the mini-fridge in the hotel room Because he was not leaving that room
0: All the while opening the curtains quickly and closing them Looking out, peering into the darkness that is a city
1: Let's just say that Trauma Chopper did not stop after the sun went down.
2: <laughs> Assuming. You're already, you're already guessing.
1: Baltimore
0: I mean? Comic Con, we're, we're just hours removed from Baltimore Comic Con. We were all there. I don't know if we brought the equipment or not. Who knows? <laughs> but we obviously recorded this before Baltimore, so we'll have nothing to say about it except that it was great. Dale probably got wasted one night. Possibly died. Jonesy who knows he's been missing for 24 hours I could be dead right now <laughs> speaking to you from beyond the grave listen to that Jack this is your dead father Whoa. once removed from a comic convention <laughs> you made it too personal you made it too personal <laughs> uh Dan underscore A. you've been blowing up the Twitter with your tweets uh you were eating eggs on the road I saw on Twitter today on your way to work never seen anything like that in my Twitter feed you know? Uh, welcome to the show.
2: Well, I come to bring the flavor. And if that means buying two hard-boiled eggs from Wawa and cracking them open with a knuckle punch and peeling them and dropping the eggshells in betwixt my legs as I drive my Sorry. manual transmission Volkswagen to work, well, then that's just the way it rolls. so I didn't have any breakfast
0: earlier. You, I mean, did you, were you in front of the, the Wawa... Window door and saying, you know what? I'm gonna get these eggs. These could be a good tweet. Could could make a mm-hmm. good tweet out of this. You can be honest with me, please.
2: I, I I actually when I was like, and I picked the eggs off the refrigerated shelf. I like tossed them up in the air a little bit and grabbed them, smiling. Yeah, like
0: looking I knew around it. you, make sure see if anyone saw you do that. Stick your leg out. Had, like I already had Twitter kind of Gold, King Cobra.
1: Yeah. Young lady would come over and said, "Sir, are you on Twitter and can I follow you right now?"
2: One of the uh, employees offered to. uh you know, crack them behind the counter there, <laughs> what, what? And, no. and not have no. Twitter gold?
0: You ever have that Wawa iced
2: coffee? Oh, I've had it in, in T-minus two seconds, it's already leaving my back end. <laughs> I mean, that stuff, I I'm, I used to be addicted to it knowing full well that You'd within poo. two minutes I would, I mean, I would just be
0: You'd be on the toilet, Cartman. yeah. Oh my gosh. The Warcraft episode—that's <laughs> yes, yeah. like kind of like Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. You get the mocha iced coffee, extra mocha. Prepare to have oh, your world just blown wide open, and, you, and that's a double meaning, right there. <laughs> right, wide open, yeah, blown world being. Um, but enough metaphors about using the bathroom. We have a big show—one of the biggest shows ever. This is a book club episode. Mm-hmm. Swamp Thing by—he's mm-hmm. been called the maestro. By uh, Jonesy Loves Beer. I don't know what yes. he's doing over there. He's got some kind of bike Fixed thing happening. Um, Yannick Paquette. We'll get into it. Gorgeous book. Mm. New 52. When was the last time we did a new 52 book on this podcast?
1: <laughs> oh Anybody? gosh. Too soon ago.
2: I did, um, hmm. well, technically I did a Grayson in the lightning round, but that wasn't new 52 launch yeah. before that.
0: It was Detective 3 years Comics, ago maybe 3 yeah. years old uh, this week possibly
2: i think it was the night that you guys recorded the uh, new 52 special episode
0: announcing the new 52 we recorded a new 52 special edition episode you were nowhere to be seen the show yeah. was still local that time yeah we went to whose house was that was that jonesy's apartment's basement oh nope. oh yeah that's right
1: i think it was God. episode 9 9a nine Mama Farrington had those wings.
0: You know, we've done 168 episodes in this show. We've had four, uh, spoiler alert, we've had four hosts, one of them possibly alive, I don't know, but Dale, I don't know how many episodes Dale has actually been on. Could be 150, could be 130. Shocking. <laughs> how do you
2: feel about that? you saying because I missed some? Is that, is this a troll or is this a compliment? What did...
0: Uh, I'm just pointing That's out right. that they were in the early goings of this show. You weren't on every
2: week. That's right. I was, unfortunately, I was not on every week. It was a rocky start, and with the commute.
0: Yeah. You're like three hours away. Yeah. It was tough.
2: And then when you're like, oh, let's get together in two hours to record the new 52 kickoff announcement, let's record our thoughts. I'm like, all right, well, so I'll see you. See you in a couple weeks. See you in a month. Excuse far. me. I got
0: to go get these eggs from Wawa because I won't make it
2: because I won't make it but I'll I won't have any fodder for Twitter
0: this is uh the final episode of the summer of PK Jonesy's butt cheeks just tightened from the beginning of that sentence the final episode of something he didn't know what, I mean, what I'm he, ready to close this laptop he didn't know what a, I was going whatever say. you guys are uh Swamp Thing New 52 you know we've done two Swamp Thing episodes in the past the Alan Moore Saga of the Swamp Thing book one a masterpiece mm. Indisputable a masterpiece, and then we did the opposite end of the spectrum. Brian K. Vaughn's Swamp Thing for Vertigo. I'm not sure what the opposite of a masterpiece is, but in my opinion, yeah, maybe that.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you guys like that B.K.V.? I don't even remember. I maybe I blocked. No, it you you hated it. I played Devil's Advocate. And what were, you your, were, true, you what were, were your true what were your true emotions? Trash. I thought it was a little I think long-winded. It, and not very
2: Swamp Thing-ish. Uh, it was very bait and switch. I think it was a very good story, but
0: not for Swamp a oh, Swamp Thing story.
2: Hmm. That's what
0: I remember. You're here first. So now we're going for the third time to Swamp Thing, New 52, brand new DC Universe. Mm. You know, new readers can read this and not have to worry about whatever else awful Booster Gold stuff is happening. <laughs> um, I don't know what else is there in the DCU, to be honest. Jonesy, what's this book about?
1: Well, I'm going to paraphrase a little since I I don't didn't follow the Black Black Lantern saga. She oh my god, is so, um, he is
0: throwing major insults right now. I apologize. How is that I insulting? apologize to our, our DC audience,
1: it, which are whom? Okay, so the Black, from what I understand, the the White Lantern can raise the dead, and it needed to find. A host to make a white lantern. What? And what? do we read the it, right? Do we read the on. same book? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, Listen, just relax. Oh, and that is how Alec Holland got resurrected. But you, we don't even know that in this book, right? Yeah, but th- isn't it important to know that we, before reading this? Story? I don't. I anyway, don't know Alec that. Hol- Alec Holland, just the shut person, it, shut, shut the is mics alive. off. Just shut it all down. Good night. Shut, this is last <laughs> shut the episode Jonesy apparently
0: read Volume Four, where they reveal something. So now <laughs> no, the whole no, no, the whole no, no, volume, no, no, no. Is a huge right. plot point, just so let's
1: let's just hack all this out. I'll stay. I'll you, you say Jonesy, what's this book about again? And I'll start over. All right. So, Alec Holland, former Swamp Thing, is a living, breathing person. We don't know how he just exists again. After dying in the swamp those many years ago. And, um, you know, he doesn't want to be a part of his past life. He wants to start over. He tried being a researcher and was like, can't do it anymore. I have these dreams of the green. Which we know uh, is the plant... The personification of the plant world is the green. It's like the spiritual plane of plants. So... They come to, the plants come to a former Swamp Thing, comes to Alec and says, look, uh, there's the opposite of the green called the rot out there, and the rot is growing in power, and we need you to become Swamp Thing, to take your rightful place. And Alec's like, no, I mean, I was never the Swamp Thing. I died, and then my essence, you know, was stolen by a Swamp Thing. I was never that guy. So he denies the, the green and continues on his way, only to be caught up in the two key players of the rot. Uh, Abby, who's like a young, white-haired, hipster, motorcycle chick, and uh, she is hot on the trail trying to kill her younger brother, who has become the personification of the rot. And if he reaches uh, the seat of power... Uh, you know, it's bad news for the world. So she and Alec meet, and uh, Alec is starting to demonstrate power over plants, and he's very conflicted about these abilities. But he agrees that the rot must be stopped. Drink every time I say the rot, and your stomach will rot from whiskey burns. So they fight their way across country, and the big twist happens. The Rot, Drink and Die, uh, has been luring them, not to fight, but to capture the girl because she was the key player in promoting the evil throughout the planet. Alec finally decides that maybe he was wrong. He needs to accept the Greens' message. And in the ultimate self-sacrifice, becomes the Swamp Thing once more. Huge cliffhanger at the end,
0: mm-hmm. and then the white lanterns show up. Thirty issues. We later. agreed
1: this would be edited out. Edit that out. <laughs> Not sure
0: who agreed to anything, but
1: the
2: <laughs> okay. I can. I I have a little bit of story about what Jonesy was referencing, but it doesn't apply to the new fifty-two. Okay. Brightest day is when Swamp Thing. Was resurrected. I
0: don't Swamp know what you Which is essentially what I just Let's said. Let's just ignore it. For the sake of this book, we don't need to know any of that. Actually, we don't need to know anything about Swamp Thing. Because they kind of explain it in this book. Exactly. Although what's interesting about this trait is they allude to Swamp Thing. Like in the previous DC Universe. Mm-hmm. It's not like a clean slate. Like Swamp Thing existed and that character without Alec, Alec Holland existed as kind of what we knew in Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. It's like this, Sandman, or not Sandman, Swamp Thing, Batman, and Green Lanterns, they kind of just kept their history, you know, loosely the same. So if you read anything before this new 52 relaunch, you were still good because they still kind of kept it. And even Superman, like, the first issue, Superman shows up, and references his death from 30 years ago. Like, go, well, good grief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, why would you do that in the first issue of Swamp Thing of the New 52? Because it's like
2: now people can relate that because everybody knows about the death of Superman. Right. I don't what, know.
0: Why would that be even in this book at all? Why bother referencing a 30-year-old storyline? Why bother bring Superman in, to be perfectly honest? My,
1: my main question, why was Superman anywhere in this book?
0: Yeah. Um... Okay.
1: Yep. Unless it True. was like a lead-in audience. I don't know. Dale, what your thoughts? You seem to be wrestling with it over there. He's fighting
2: something. I, I, I mean, it, it's got nothing to do with Swamp Thing. I, I thought it was cool that Superman was as powerless as he was for those two pages. He's like pleading with Alec Holland because he can't do
0: what needs to be done. So you kind of thought it was to make him Alec Holland look like a BA a yeah. little bit? Yeah. Hmm.
2: But the book is full on Alec Holland. Sure. <clears throat> so what did you think of the of the trade? It was I mean it was it was really really good. I really liked it. I liked what they they kind of gave a plot. I don't know if the rot and the red and the green existed before. I think I think they did.
0: But maybe I don't know if the red did, but I think the rot did. Because even the I think or maybe the I don't know, actually to be honest I have no idea because even they reference they tell Alec Holland about the rot and he's like why didn't I hear about this before Mm-hmm. or the seeth is that what the character was oh, called yeah. Seth yeah, or, see, or Seth Seth is, is I, also I evil know name. the
1: red is from where Animal Man draws his power
0: Mm-hmm. oh is it
2: yeah yes yeah. Yeah, so, and so it's really cool that in tandem the two books really gave this concept of the red. And the green and the rot, like a a a power powerful th- force to be dealt with in the DCU, and whether it was just in these ancillary like horror books, this is this is quite the horror book set in the DCU, and it and it was before that, but I guess in the New Fifty Two, I just didn't expect it. I thought it to be yeah, it more har- action oriented. It was
0: hardcore horror. I really liked it because I think this was soon after, um, Scalped was out and I guess his Beds detective comics run had wrapped up, which had some really cool horror elements with James Gordon, the son, being a serial killer. Mm. Mm-hmm. But man, this was like hardcore horror movie. Like, you could easily make this into a horror movie, and I would buy the ticket to see it. Oh, yeah. The imagery, everything about the imagery of The Rot is completely
2: frightening when it, and, and just the the power where it all it needs is like a few dead cells or a dead, mm. something dead inside you where they're dead tooth or a dead nerve in your mouth or like the doctor who smoked and he had like a bad lung
0: holy hanging out of his mouth the
2: imagery the thought of it just needs to to get a hold of something in you and the imagery was just it was horrifying it was it was almost as bad as animal man and the only reason animal man imagery was worse was travel foreman's like pencil and line work like in the color palette
0: yeah, I was just uh, telling my wife about she. My wife read the Swamp Thing trade, and I was telling her about Animal Man, and I think Charles, uh, or who uh, wasn't Charles Forsman. Did you say Charles Forsman? No, I said uh, Travel Form. Oh, Traveling God is <laughs> the artist. Um, I think he left that Animal Man book because he was so drained from having to draw that book. He like needed a break from wow. doing that title, from the imagery and stuff like that. Yeah. He was wow. My, that's crazy.
1: But I it's will say true. I love the uh the breakdowns where each time the rot was featured, uh the rot would actually be the breaks and panels. I don't yeah, know how long great. it would have taken to yeah. I mean,
0: Yannick Paquette's stuff in this is so amazing. It actually even kinda looks like Brian Hitch's stuff a lot in the book, but it must have taken him forever to do these pages. It must mm-hmm. have taken oh, yeah. absolutely forever.
2: Just the pa- the panels, the design and layout of the panels, and the bordering in between the panels was just, it was, he took a lot of artistic license to make it uh, quite the creation, and it's just, it's, everything is graphically designed from the, the lines in between the panels. Every I mean, it was just artistically a visual
0: treat. But yeah, I I agree. I, lo- I really enjoyed it. I did have my normal Scott Snyder quirks that were shown to me immediately in this book. Like, Please, please tell us. Um, I almost kind of don't want to because I feel like I'd ruin his work for other people because I, no, no. I accidentally come, did come it for clean. my wife. Like Batman Volume 1 and... <laughs> Batman Volume 2. I mean, entertaining, but I will debate those titles to the death. So, uh, not to get off topic, but does your
1: wife now read... Along with us every week, she
0: she does now try to read along with us. Oh. I mean, oh my
1: God. Uh, at Saturday Bailey on the Twitter, I hope Cue, you're. I'm queuing actually, up.
2: Uh, I'm queuing up Secret Garden right now.
0: <laughs> we're actually going to get uh, our second marriage uh, soon this week. We're just going to be wed again. That's I how in love we are. The um, my Scott Snyder quirk is. He has his characters tell a story from someone they know. Like uh, my father used to say, or I knew this person, and they used to t- say this. And I, seconds after I said that to my wife, I said, read the first issue. It happens three times in the first issue. Three By times. Who? Alec Holland uh, tells a story um, from his father to open the book. Immediately it starts with, my father, dot, dot, dot. And then oh, he tells well. the story of a fellow scientist. He tells the story to Superman, I think. And then he tells another story at the very end of the book to um, the white hair girl. And or no, I'm sorry. There's a, there's a third one in the first issue, but I can't remember what it is. But there's another one he does at the end. Um, but aside from that, I mean, he does it in every book. The Wake book one ended with a, a story that took it felt like twelve pages. Mm. About the whale song, my God, that effing oh, whale yeah. song! Yeah, yeah, get yeah. out of here. The um, but the book was great. Outside of that stuff, it, fantastic. I I like. There's a lot of great uh, lines in the book, and I haven't screenshotted. Maybe I can get them in a second. But there's re- There's just a. It's a great horror book. I think Scott yeah. Snyder's super duper strength is where the characters are in peril, or he wants to really just make you feel like there's a dangerous moment happening. And you saw it in scalped, scalped, like you felt like that on on every page, um, severed. Yeah. I don't know why I said scalped. I think I said that earlier too. Because scalped is great. Scalped Mm -hmm. is great and, and indisputable. And you you saw that in the detective comics run with James Gordon, um, being this creepy serial killer and the Joker too. But he does that so well. And Yannick Paquette's pencils in this books are astounding and. The people with their heads turned backward, oh, man. coming at you with axes. Horrifying, and but incredible. Yeah, and, and I the, felt and was, the the slaughtered cows that oh came back. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Jesus, age. I mean, I don't know how he did it. This the, the detail in this work is amazing.
1: But it's made me uh, terrified of insects, I'll tell you. Just yeah. reading any page. Kill them immediately if you see them, or run. You have to or make run. a decision. Run.
0: Fight or flight. But I loved that... When I first read this, I think I forgot that the Alan Moore run also had kind of these horrific elements to it, where the Dr. Woodrue storyline where he takes up, you know, the green and it turns on people before they realize that they need humanity to survive themselves. And those there's a lot of scenes in that that are very real, very frightening, where, you know, the, hu- the humanity in that town—it's like they're done at any moment. And there's some really f- creepy stuff in this book. How about the kids that have like terminal illness that are bullies? I did not even think that was a possibility. Kids with terminal illnesses yeah, being bullies—man, my word. When he,
1: when that kid says to the boy in the bubble, the main villain, or I guess the secondary villain, and he's like, "I'm gonna come, out, I'm gonna come out at night. No one's gonna be able to stop me." I'm going to slash her bubble open. I was like, what kind of mind generates those yeah, horrifying really. you situations? Monster. That's what I would have said like, to that boy. You
0: monster. Where are your like, parents?
2: He's like 14. I mean, these they're kids and then two pages later they have blood shooting out of their eyes and like stuff coming like pouring through the pores of their skin. Like mm-hmm. it's
0: scary scary stuff. But when he went into the diner, it made me, it reminded me of that Sandman issue that I want to reread Mm -hmm. that awful, horrific Sandman issue. Um, But man, they're just great horror moments. And like this book could have been a horror movie. And I was actually like really bummed that um, it wasn't wrapped up in this trade. But, and I think some people had that problem with the new 52 in general, you know, kind of, writers writing for the trade and they wanted kind of standalone issues but i really want to read the second trade because i mean the f- first trade ends with him having that awesome discussion with the um, the green and the what do they call the tree the parliament the, the, the parliament parli- yeah. the
1: parliament of trees i think it's and, called and
0: he makes the decision to become Swamp Thing again. And, man, they tease it out so well. They don't even really show him yeah. in full Swamp Thing glory. Like, you're waiting. Like, oh, yeah. You're waiting seven issues by that point. You're waiting to see just, like, this awesome full-page spread of him. And you don't even get it yet. But you get this awesome moment where
1: he grows wings and oh, flies yeah. off to battle the rot. And when like, he... That moment, when he kind of, like, turns around, and as he turns... He like gathers the forest in him mm-hmm. and then sprouts those like canopy wings. You're just like s is gonna get effed up by this guy, and he's gonna fly there because now we have a flying swamp thing incredible <laughs> and 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 that reminded
0: me too of of Alan Moore's run that first trade has a lot of those moments where he comes back to battle and and uh with the woodrow character but the one part, and maybe I'm just not beholden to like Swamp Thing's history, but the moment where they said that Swamp Thing wasn't Alec Holland at any point—he was their attempt to bring Alec Holland back and be their warrior king. That, I thought that was really cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, I I like how the whole mythology there was when Alec Holland died in the laboratory explosion. That kind of messed up the Green's plan for Alec Holland. They didn't plan for him to die and turn into Swamp Thing. They, Alec Holland died, so they like worked quickly to try to replace him with a, uh, you know, a planty type clone of a- Alec Holland because they weren't ready for Alec Holland's life to be over yet. It was it was a really cool um, twist because, you know, usually you think Alec Holland, you know. The lab explodes. He gets the plant juice on him, and then he lands in the swamp, and then he turns into Swamp Thing. But that's not the mythology that's built up from the ground here. It was really cool because they, while they while they still tried, it was an imperfect attempt, and and also that they're their swamp things like their Alec Holland was one of swamp, like a generation of swamp things like one after another in a generate in a line of swamp things. That was, a, that was a cool thing too.
0: Yeah. And I think the BKV trade that we read had a lot of heavy, the green supernatural plane stuff in it. I felt like that was a lot of it and it was too much for me to take in at the mm-hmm. time. It was a lot of like goofy, you know, welcome to the green. And you just feel like this guy, like moving his hand, opening this big door, and people are like somersaulting in front of the camera, having a great time in the green. Like, imagination yeah. land. Like, Ugh, this is too much. I don't want to get into this. Yeah, because wasn't there like a satyr or a dwarf? Like, there was something. Yeah, he was like this little mini fig tree or something that was like yeah, her yeah. guide.
2: He had like an accent or something. It was like comic relief or something mm-hmm. to, the, to Usually, the
1: green. That kind of stuff's right up Dale's alley. I don't know why he's uh, <laughs> reneging on it now. Yeah. <laughs> It was a dumb satire, I know it is. <laughs> Jonesy just wants to get somebody hard. This
0: I know. No. He just wants no, payback for no. that .png file that Jim Lind, your arch nemesis, made on Twitter. I mean, Jim Lind inside spent comment. hours
1: inside baseball. Inside baseball. Hours. Inside
0: podcast baseball. So what did hours. you think of the book, Jones? I don't think
1: you've said your your full review, your diagnosis. I think it's clear that I loved every minute of it. Hmm uh swamp thing is one of those properties that i keep forgetting i love Mm -hmm. it's strange that way like i don't read it monthly um and i should and i don't go back and read it very often but and then i'm always stunned when i enjoy it so much uh it's kind of kind of holds that surprise for me uh i love the the swamp thing property And uh, I I really think I need to go back and get these trades and get caught up. It's funny that you say that. The story is so
0: good. That, you know, it's like Astro City. Like, every time we come back to it, we think it's the greatest thing ever, but we just don't go back often. And it's funny because we love Charles Soule stuff so much, but he's writing Swamp Thing right now. Like, how have we not gone to check it out at least? I don't understand how that works. It's probably completely
2: the greatest thing ever. (laughs) But we don't know. Yeah. Because you just don't... And honestly, like out of all the Swamp things we've done, I would have probably discounted this the most only because it was kind of grouped in with the new 52. Like I just assumed it was going to be something different, like superhero-ish or... I'm not really sure, but it, it carried a different weight and a different vibe because it was grouped
0: in with the new 52. You know, it's funny that uh, way back when you said that they brought Superman in to kind of make... Alec Holland looked like a tough guy that doesn't need superheroes. My wife read Alan Moore's uh, run that first trade and she asked why the superheroes were at the end. And I think that's essentially what we thought that they were there for before. Remember like they didn't have uh, anything to do to help. Like they were trying to think of ways to fight back the green. And in the end, Swamp Thing was the only thing that could stop it. And they just came, they just batted cleanup. They they just came down and Mm -hmm. picked him up at the end
1: there was that wasn't there a bad a moment where superman's like so what can we do to help and so on things like nothing there's nothing you physically can do to save the planet hold on i got this moment
0: I, I don't i remember them being in the watchtower for like three or four pages and them trying to come up with schemes to help and they just couldn't i think even firestar tried to do something but he was useless I, just, I, I I don't know. And that's another thing. Why haven't we gone back to read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing?
1: We need to put it in the dock. I'll tell you what.
0: Mm-hmm. We yeah. should. Swamp Thing book book club app. Good Lord. How many how many issues has Alan Moore done of Swamp Thing? Can we, can we get the intern on that? About say, a bajillion. I'd say at least 35 to 40.
2: <laughs> Let me see. I'll, I'll intern it real quick. Yeah.
0: See if you can uh, phone them over to that. But I, I loved Yannick Paquette's. I was bummed that, you know, it's a monthly book, so in order to get it out on time, there was a fill-in artist. I don't want to say fill-in artist. Maybe that's derogatory towards artists, but a different artist on some of the issues, and it wasn't Yannick. But I can't blame him. I mean, if that book, I think, if, did the New 52 guarantee books would ship on time, too? I think that was a thing. Yeah, They made a stink out of that. Like, books won't be late. They'll ship on time. So to do that, they had to do these kind of helper artists, and Yannick's glory wasn't fully, uh, attained in some issues. Yeah. Yannick. Yannick? Packet. Guess I should get the letters sounded already, huh? It was weird. This could be
1: every week, guys.
0: <laughs> Genzy's frothing right now. <laughs> you read these books four weeks in advance anyway. What do you care?
2: <laughs> oh, what's that? Oh, oh, believe it or not, uh, Ted Danson's here with his uh opinion on the round table segment. Sorry. We're closed.
0: <laughs> uh, that was super okay. obscure and amazing.
2: Thank you, uh, Ted Danson for that. Love it when Ted
0: stops by. him and Chris Walken.
2: <laughs> he, you know why? Because he was he was pretty peeved that SurveyMonkey
0: charges for their
2: So he just flew out here. He had his assistant book him a flight. I don't blame him
0: in his white hair.
2: We're going to play Diablo 3. After this is over.
1: We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Ferriton's going to read them to you. Letters
0: at paperkeg.com. You want to shoot us a letter. We might read it on the era... Before we get to the letters, our paper keg intern,
2: via Twitter, as a matter of fact, just came in with the answer. Yeah, that's good. Alan Moore did f- about forty-three issues of Swamp Thing, oh number twenty-one word. to number sixty-four.
1: Man, does this mean that uh, it's a for Matt is officially the the intern.
0: PK intern. No, I pr- uh, hope he finalizes there's no we, pay we involved. Title. <laughs> Absolutely no pay. So that's forty-three issues. That would be. We have to see the page count because we did Akira. And I don't know what that was like. What's above a thousand? Because that's what the page count was of a cure. It was like 8,000.
1: A lot of numbers are above a thousand. I mean, just think about it. Just think. <laughs> All right. First letter comes to us uh, from a uh, super family member of the shell who uh, reads along with us every week now. And uh, she states uh, I think it was your saga of the Swamp Thing episode I listened to recently where you talked about there not being enough all-ages books out there. You guys were bummed it would be a different world for your kids when it came to the books that would be available to them. RIP, Mark. Simply put, you can't have a bunch of happy superheroes saving the day in every book. Since this was recorded in 2011, I was wondering if this still holds true or maybe you didn't know of that many kids' books since the boys weren't of age yet for comics. Also, James is super picky about what books we read him. Do you read any comics to your boys yet, Jonesy or Dale? At Niminity on the Twitter. Niminity. No one will ever find
0: that username because there's like eight (laughs) more letters and consonants in that when you say it.
1: (laughs) Niminity. I got it.
2: Yeah, I, I know of a lot more kids' books now since uh, the boys are older. But mo- not—that's just coincidence. My uh, Grayson doesn't really even like comics that much. I try. I actually have a. Um, when I was at the comic book shop one day with him, we picked out a Word Girl comic, hmm. and Word Girl is a uh, PBS Sprout show. Love I think. Sprout. And uh, Word Girl pretty great. So the the comic is really good.
1: Um, I The only two that I've ever read him yet, uh, actually, he loves the superhero board books, uh, but the only true comics I ever read him were Owly, which he loved, uh, but doesn't really ask for. I mean, when I you know sat down and we read it together, he liked it, uh, but he loves his Mouse Guard hardcover mm-hmm. and struggles with the word Mouse Guard, but he will read it occasionally they will bring it out for the bookshelf.
0: Alley must be very easy, because there's like not even any
1: words in Alley. Yeah, he just, he just points at the pictures. You know, I ask him what sounds the animals That's make. It's like a vacation. You're glad
0: when he picks that one out. <laughs> yeah, really. You can just, just fire up just... your phone, check
2: TweetBot. Put it behind his head so he can't see. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, buddy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Owls, Alley. I can't remember if it was that episode or later where I referenced that we didn't really have All Ages comics when we were reading... And we still got into it. Like, I was reading X-Men. I didn't understand what was going on, but I remembered, you know, I can go back to old X-Men and Wolverine issues where I know panels, but I don't remember the words that were in them. Like, maybe I just didn't understand what they were talking about. Maybe because it was, like, adult in nature, Mm -hmm. but not like I didn't understand the words. But I remember reading Executioner's Song when I was younger. What year did that come out? Ninety-one, maybe. Ninety-two.
2: And I know there's a few more. I think Amulet is pretty big. Bone, obviously. Uh, that that cat who I think who did Amulet, Kaizu. I
0: don't, know, I, don't bother. I don't even, know his don't name. even embarrass him like that. Sorry. Please. Um, he was at uh, the Comixology booth in San Diego. Oh, was he? Disclaimer for Comixology. He was so a great guy. Super nice. That's great. Yeah.
2: And uh, on free comic book day, I believe it was Fantagraphics or Top Shelf they put out like a kids a whole kids preview comic of stuff from Top Shelf I think or and Maddie Kettle is one by Eric Orchard Maddie Kettle's like coming out in the next two weeks it's mm. about
0: I think I saw one uh, released today in the app Oh okay maybe maybe
2: So there's more I'm blanking because we're live but there are, there is a, I have a, a definitely a more breadth of knowledge in hmm. all ages, comic books, hmm. and maybe because I pay attention more, you know. Sure. But good luck reading, you know. Uh, J- if James reads any, it's it's more than Grayson wants to read. So he even tells me what using words he says. I don't like superheroes, Daddy, and I just
0: oh. die inside. <laughs> oh. I die inside. Well, James loves Bob's Burgers. We watch that. We could watch that twenty four seven, but we have a Bob's Burgers comic that he doesn't want to read. Doesn't mean he? Just. It doesn't make any sense. It's
1: not right, so moving. Yeah. Animated for him. I My heart just broke for you, Dale. Uh, thanks, man. I'm help. in the same boat, because Jack loves superheroes right now, and I'm sure in two years, he'll think of the dumbest thing on the planet.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for that email. at Next up is a uh, big friend of the show, former Paper Keg Wester.
1: Paper Keg what?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cameron Rice at Jurassic Alien on okay. the Twitter. Hey fellas, after listening to the newest PK Nights, I decided it was time and have purchased both volumes of Black Kiss. Oh yeah. Pretty excited to get to them. Couple things I wanted to bring to the floor. First, the increasing nature of Jonesy's cross dressing in the Nights episodes. It was mentioned that on the next one, he'll probably be wearing makeup. I'm convinced by the ne- the time PK Knight's 10 rolls around, Jonesy will have gone full leather face from Texas che- <laughs> Chainscall Massacre, The Next Generation. Black Silk, screaming, makeup, the whole deal. The upside, he'll get to hang out with crazy Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Second, Slim's impression of Kevin Smith's cop podcast was pretty dead on, except two things. There's eventually a mention of Batman and then crying. That's not a joke, the man cries all the time now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, F crying, F, pot pot F- crying, that man crying. and the fat man. Third, I can't Jenkos. imagine anyone who would, anyone would hate the idea of PK, Tom Cruise, PK colon Tom Cruise. And just going over all of Cruise's films, i look forward to the collateral and days of thunder episodes. Oh, oh collateral,
0: just, collateral. One of my top, top 10 movies. Easy. wow wow Easy. what an amazing film oh my gosh tom I mean, that jamie would, fox that put jamie fox on the map that, that would that would have that not ray No, ray stunk get it out of here oh, whoa <laughs> was tom cruise and ray Contra- Richel- yeah that's why it's stunk <laughs> thank Jesus. you yeah, what's weird is that movie who directed uh collateral not was it not ridley scott was it tony scott it might have been tony scott i can't remember Well, can we get the intern on who directed Miami Vice? Because he followed... Uh, Matt, you out there? He followed up Collateral with Miami Vice with Colin Farrell and Jimmy Fox. So in my head, I was like, oh, that's going to be amazing. Apparently, that movie stunk to the heavens. Michael Mann. Michael Mann. There you go. You know why it stunk? Give you two words. No, Tom. Thank you. All right. Rest my case. (laughs) Exactly. I would absolutely love doing a Tom Cruise movie podcast. (sighs) Oh, my God. Listen, it'd have to. It would have to branch off from Paper Keg. It has to right. be its own thing, and it just tickles me that we would catch up to a point where we'd only release an episode once every year or two years in <laughs> accordance with his movie release schedule. I just, uh, I, man, I just we, chuckle at that.
2: We would move through it, and we would catch up to that point. We would. Unfortunately, collateral would be on the back half of the podcast. Yeah, but we would, yeah, we'd
0: have to go in chrono- uh, chronological God. order. You
2: should Sound really like Jonesy it.
0: right now. We should really think about Thanks. this, though. We could do it, and just despite Jonesy, we wouldn't do Last Samurai, uh, even you though no, I hope we burned that. Even that though top two favorite movies that I've ever seen in my life, but Jonesy just I you ruined mentioned, it for you. you. mentioned the word movie and a podcast, and Jonesy gets all peckish. Last Samurai. Last Samurai. Man of Fire. <laughs>
2: Uh, guys, I just queued up, uh, Last Samurai
0: soundtrack, uh... Z could be sure driving in his car, nowhere oh, near a man. TV, and he could text, you know, guys, are just queued Laying up it on last Samurai right now.
1: Not even near a TV.
2: Just been thinking about that, remember? Remember <laughs> seeing that, you guys?
1: Man. Uh... I feel right now like, uh, I'm Tom Cruise in the rain, getting beaten by you guys, mm-hmm. uh, with the practice swords. And I Next have to letter. Stand back Next letter. Next we gotta sla- shut him He's off. Someone down. cut off his mic. <laughs> cut him. <Fourth.
2: laughs> As a nomination for an actual comic book movie, I'd like to hear about Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knights. It's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite movies. Uh-oh. Super nostalgic for that movie. One of the one of the, the couple pairs of boobs in that. I'm not gonna lie. As a young boy, Halloween is around the corner, and it's got a crazy Billy Zane performance. This nomination doesn't mean I think the film is good. But it's better than Bordello of Blood? Debatable? question mark. <laughs> and more mentions of the classic Sloan film Cobra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Mm. Oh yeah. That's when he uh, that's when Jonesy listens to the uh, last samurai soundtrack, is when he's standing at the sink washing dishes <laughs> when I, and drag.
1: When I do my Marion Cabretti cosplay <laughs> at the sink.
0: Maybe that would that's what you should do for Baltimore. You should just walk around with a pizza box and a pair <laughs> of scissors and just cutting it <laughs> and just always cutting this fake piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah, Tales from the Crypt
2: presents a <clears throat> Demon Knights, the, the soundtrack fantastic. I love the movie mostly because of the nostalgia factor. I love the the, uh, the crazy plot to it and the fact that you could seal the windows and doors with the blood held within the the key. I
1: th- I think it's absolutely fantastic.
2: Mm. Fantastic movie.
1: Uh, our next letter. Uh, sorry I've missed the last couple of episodes, fellas. I went to Jonesy's doctor and got a clean bill of health, <laughs> uh, also known as dying slowly and painfully. <laughs> How was your, uh, vacation, Dale? Hope you had a good time. You never know when you might get to go again. You might have to wait a whole week or more. Okay. Team, Ooh, Team Jonesy. <laughs> the Rock being cast as Black Adam is as perfect as RDJ as Tony Stark. Absolutely perfect. Got a movie keg wreck, The Saint, starring Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue. Love that movie, and it has an incredible soundtrack. Until the next time, true believers. King Zolofro, you know this movie keg show mm. is, is gathering some popularity mm-hmm. with our dear friends. Sounds like love,
2: it. Love the Saint too. Uh, that's around the, the time when I was a teenager that we had one of those black box descramp black box descramblers, and The Saint was on pay per view. Constantly,
1: is, is there some shoeb in it? Tail? I can't remember. I don't believe the shoe I Cannot name. remember. There's no bear shoeb. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, good movie too.
0: Well, we have to start thinking of names for a Tom Cruise po- movie podcast. God. Yeah, we do. We'll save that for offline. Goddamn person! I mean, if if Cruz someone picks, bottle. if someone comes up with a the perfect Tom Cruise uh, movie podcast, I will send you a signed. Headshot of Jonesy loves beer.
1: <laughs> signed by you or signed by me? <laughs> signed by me. <laughs> <laughs> Cruise bottle. That's my vote. First show name, guys. We get it. Don't leave me we hanging. Get it. Don't leave up. me we get hanging. It, is that some uh,
2: is that some Bushido reference? <laughs> bottle. <laughs>
1: I hope I ruined that movie for you forever <laughs> Slim. I honestly no, do. You, you cannot. And every ruin time ruin that you start to me, play it, you just get
0: irate. Never be ruined. Oh, you know what? I don't even have the outro music on this
1: uh I got it. But we got
0: this one. You got this one? Look at you. Yeah, He's ready? got it queued up, ready for the moment to hit that button. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. will say Man on Fire is an excellent film and it's the Let's ultimate, not talk about it. it's the ultimate it. Punisher movie hands down
1: oh yeah
0: you know I saw a trailer for another Denzel movie that looks like it's a sequel to Man on Fire it's called The Equalizer or
1: something is it about Creasy or no, I it- mean it
0: might, he might as well be Creasy in all honesty right yeah if he wants his butt bread buttered yeah do you want to do uh, a little Christopher Walken to take us out Gen-Z? tell everyone <laughs> thanks for <laughs> listening and we'll see them next right. week
1: I cannot do a Chris Walken impression. Maybe you, I don't. (laughs) Pineapple. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Chris Walken.
2: Yes. (laughs) Arnold. Oh my God. Yes. You're here. I didn't even
0: your luggage. (laughs) We'll see everybody next week. Bye, guys. No, don't. I have have a mute button at my disposal, and I'm
1: ready to use it. You're not even. I'm ready to. Ah, here it is. Right here. It's right here. Just let it. Just let it hit you. Mm. (laughs) What? That's all everybody is waiting for. Just gently <laughs> rock yourself, just to comfort. I uh, heard so anybody read anything this week? So let me want to talk about a uh, death of the Wolverine. You know what people are asking me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: they're asking me about death of Wolverine. You know, that's what they're asking me about in the streets. They're coming up to me. They're saying, you know, how are you doing? You look great. I heard you got into cycling. Uh, my but my most contrived line ever. <laughs> uh, they asked me about Death of Wolverine. Loved it. Loved everything about it. McNiven on point. Mm. This is old man Logan McNiven.
2: Oof. I'm
0: telling you Oof. right now. Wow. I'm telling you, it's a perfect idea for a miniseries. It's like a movie. It's like a movie plot. Wolverine. You don't need to know anything ahead of time. 'Cause there's a there's a chat where Wolverine goes to see Mr. Fantastic about his loss of healing factor, what it means, if he can help. And Mr. Fantastic's advice is I can fix it, but I need time. That's how Mr. Fantastic talks. I need time. Mm
2: hmm.
0: <laughs> and he's my advice to you is to go go up in the mountains and just wait it out. Don't use your claws because they're poisoning you. Ooh. When you when you Unsheathed them. Oh boy! So word gets out that Wolverines hold up in a cabin with his arch with his enemies. So they all come to kill him, and that's and then he needs to find out who put the word out, who put the hit on him. Wow, that is a plot to a movie. It's a great it's idea. A brilliant, it's plot. genius. Assault on Precinct Logan. Yeah. So you can ignore all the Wolverineish. Z, shut that music off for me, please. Jesus. God. I will not rest until he's DJing some kind of event, playing whatever music he wants. Podcast DJ, uh, but yeah, fantastic. I'm anxious to see how the ser- what's what happens in the series. He says that each issue will have a different vibe to it, depending on the mood of the like where he is and stuff. So, I'm super excited by the first issue.
2: Had a lot of black, uh, back matter. That
0: yeah, issue. it was like 50 pages. Yeah. A lot of cool like, uh, McNiven uh, sketches for cover ideas and the the script that the Soul Man sent to McNiven and his notes. Mm. Can't wait
2: to see him in Baltimore. I can't wait. I mean, we did see him in Baltimore when you listen to this, but...
1: <laughs> They're best friends, now. <sighs> Dale actually had cocktails with Somnia and Soul. And then we had to take Dale or Jonesy back to their hotel room.
0: Because they tail, couldn't stand up. Tail
1: slash or Jonesy? What, what, yeah, what, one of us on made on a down.
0: complete fool, got too drunk in front of him. Jonesy asked, Somebody
1: laid on the concrete. Jonesy the started asking one.
0: people to bet on horses. There's no horse tracks in Baltimore, but that didn't right. stop him, so we had to leave.
1: uh, there's not. I want to say there is.
0: Nobody knows. He's queuing up his next track, everybody. He's just killing time. <laughs> That's why he's like, yeah,
2: let me spit out a sentence.
0: I read something else. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Original Sin, page through, and find out what the story was with that. What's going on with Superior Iron Man? Does anybody have anything concrete? Apparently, he just goes back to being an Mm. a-hole. Something in Axis turns some people into jerks. Oh, okay. That makes a little more sense. He's like a flamboyant uh, DU bag, Mm -hmm. apparently. Okay. We'll see. Oh, Cap! I read Cap. I didn't even know it was coming out.
1: I have it downloaded. have it. Oh yet.
0: gosh, you want to talk about book club app? Oh right boy, now. you want to talk about it? The whole run
2: you're saying? <laughs> God, just cold trickled in my pants.